0: Clayton. John Clayton. Hey
1: mom! i my segment!
0: This is the
2: Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton.
1: Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Professor! Yes!
2: How
0: you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. I got Dave Grosby with me. Hey, Dave. Hi,
2: John. How are you? I'm good. Had... I'm always good. It's always good talking to you, John.
1: Appreciate that. Looking forward to getting together with you on the air on Friday. Yeah, yes. you guys are going
0: to run the show. Yeah.
1: Man.
2: it's it's gonna. We're, we're, we got some big plans, man. We're hijacking the station. Uh-oh. There you
0: go. Yeah, don't expect or set any unrealistic expectations going forward, okay? No. We can only be <laughs> so good. We had earlier, John, you could have been the fourth codger, uh, you know, the old codger. <laughs> we had uh, me, Graz, Rabel, and we could have had you. We were telling mm-hmm. stories about uh, days gone by in yeah. the NFL. And you and you've seen the NFL go through some pretty interesting uh, changes in the time. What was your first year covering the NFL? John?
1: 1972, covering the Steelers.
0: 72. I was in high school. I was eight. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know we we're talking
0: about, and one of the things that Rabel brought up was you know that he had another job, you know, and so it, like at that point, you know, in the in the early 70s, mid 70s, what would you your estimate? How many guys? were had you know just that was all they did was was football and what what percentage of the team
1: had to go and get another job in order to support i'd say probably uh 80 percent of the players uh had to have other jobs just to make it through and so what they would do is they have other work during the off season you know it wasn't like they had the OTAs and the mini camp and stuff like that. I mean, they'd have a mini camp maybe, but again, it's not like they're going to have the OTAs. And so, I mean, they'd go to training camp uh, after you know working wherever they worked, uh, have to get in shape at training camp. A lot of guys, particularly if you're in a, a, a hot place, and particularly in the summertime, most of the places were hot. I mean, you see guys getting. Uh, just all doubling up with pain and all that stuff because they'd have to go get uh, treatment and all stuff like that because all of a sudden they were dehydrated, and so it was a it was a crazy crazy time, and I, I still remember. And uh, you know, in his you know late latter part of his career, you know Terry Bradshaw, because uh, again the sal- the salaries weren't available back in the seventies. Now it's starting starting in the eighties, <clears throat> the Players Association you know started. Now, not making the, the the salaries available, but you could start getting the salaries. And he's because I remember he asked me, he's like, hey, so you know how much the most I made in one season was? And he goes, what was it? It's like three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. Think of that. I mean, he was a four-time Super Bowl winner, a Hall of Famer, uh, the, you know, one of the best players and one of the best quarterbacks in league history, and uh, he was making three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars.
2: So you said your your first year covering the Steelers was 72?
1: 72, yeah.
2: So you were uh, were you at the game? The Raider yeah. game? Yeah, I was. So tell me tell me your story of, of the, the game I'm talking about of course mm-hmm. is Franco's catch.
1: Yeah, so Franco's catch and so what happens is I'm writing for the St. Mary's Daily Press uh, you know against my senior year in high school and that was in the auxiliary press box, which is basically the baseball press box. And the catch that uh, came from uh, Frenchie of you know, because it hit off a of Frenchy Fuqua, which made, should have made it an illegal catch, uh, went into the hands of Franco. He picked it up right near the ground and started running right toward the auxiliary press box. And as soon as he was able to get in there and score, you know, because it was the auxiliary press box, you know, a lot of the so-called you know reporters were all fans. And so they're all, right. all jumping up and down and cheering and going crazy like that because, you know, it's certainly the biggest win in Steelers history. And I, I turned to one of the PR guys who was right behind me and says, is there any way we can see a replay? That looked like an illegal catch.
0: <laughs> see, Clayton was on top of it. And he's probably like,
2: was, sh- shut up, kid. <laughs> well, it was it was a while before they actually called the play, wasn't it, John? Didn't, didn't they? Yeah. referees gather in the end zone and there was – it was a while before it was actually called a touchdown because John Madden always claimed yeah. that the officials never signaled touchdown.
1: No, and then what happened was that uh, like Art Rooney Sr. was going down an elevator, and so he never got a chance to see the play because it happened while he was in the elevator. And you know the and, and of course I, I know this wasn't true, but it's like uh, you know they, they're they're trying to look and see if there's a way to see something on on a replay. And you are looking, looking, and looking, and you know the, the the bad rumor that came out was one of the, the the referee says, "How many people were in the stands?" And it's like, "Oh, there's like uh, you know 55, 60." Touchdown Steelers!
2: Mm. Right. So how many? How many? I, th- I thought I thought I remember hearing him say something like, "You know, how many how many policemen will help us off the field?"
0: Yeah, yeah. None.
2: Yeah, None. Touchdown Steelers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's quite a first year to do it, though, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's just it's a great experience when you catch a team like that. Like the first team I had a chance to cover, got a press pass for ever while I was in high school too, was the New York Islanders. You know, two years before they they went on their championship run, and just to see a young mm-hmm. team just just on the verge must mm-hmm. have been must have been something special there in Pittsburgh.
1: Well, and that's the thing that I you know because you, know, you got you know, fans that uh, particularly nowadays are so impatient. Like, for example, uh, I mean, you really look to see what happened with the Steelers, and they really got started in 1969, and they were terrible. Okay, but they drafted Joe Green. Uh, Next year, they got Terry Bradshaw, and then they started adding players, and it took to the fourth year before everything finally came together, and they became a a real good playoff-caliber team that was able to advance to the championship game. Then, of course, the next week, which was uh, another strange development, is that uh, they took on the undefeated Miami Dolphins. The game was in Pittsburgh, right? And so, uh, and ironically, it was on, I think, uh, New Year's Eve. And what ended up happening was it was so uncharacteristically warm. It was like, you know, close to 70 degrees. And normally it's going to be like in the 30s and 40s and that for a game like that. And so everybody, so it's like, uh, so they're in the latter part of the game. And then they try to fake punt and... You know, they, they did such a good job with the fake punt that Don Shula called that uh, the punter was running down and it looked like the Steelers were doing the blocking for him.
0: <laughs> totally fooled by that one. Oh, yeah, no doubt. By the way, John, the 360 pointing out this will be your 50th year. That is correct. Up. Yeah, 50 years covering the league. We're going to have to have some kind of a celebration. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. fantastic. All right, John. So, um, current news in the uh, 2021 season. Oh, was, we've been it talking. Big, it's
1: been big. I mean, 48 hours has been incredible for news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I guess, well, what do you think's most important to Seahawk fans? I guess it would be Russell Wilson throwing the ball, right? Yeah, because again, it's like that. I mean, he's throwing the ball. Uh, I didn't watch the video, but again, those who watched the video said he didn't do a bad job. I know that I think Brock Huard said that it didn't look like you know, he was overdoing it, which was smart, but at least he was throwing the football, and so it looks like he's on pace to be able to play the game. And now the other aspect of it is, what about Aaron Rodgers?
0: Yeah, how about that? I
1: mean, and mm-hmm. in, in,
0: I don't know what's most intriguing to you, the fact that possibly he could still, well, first of all, and Graz and I kind of decided, hey, if he misses practice, which he can't go to practice, right? Right, that's correct. Uh, he's, he's eligible, well, I guess, Saturday, and they're basically just doing a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. then. Right. But does Aaron Rodgers need to practice, really?
1: Uh, maybe not, a little maybe bit. Maybe a advantage. little
0: bit, yeah. yeah. But, uh, it could he throw can him pull off.
2: it off for a week. If you're, yeah. you're talking about a week, he's going to be able to pull it off. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's he... had enough practices and played enough. that It's like we talk about Dwayne Brown. Remember Walter Jones? It was like, yeah, yeah Walt doesn't need to go through camp. I feel like Aaron's kind of that guy as far as practice goes.
1: Yeah, what what was it? Uh, the, was it the second year that he had the uh... – the holdout with the franchise tag, and you know, just didn't sign it. And he came in, and I, I think that year he didn't allow a single sack in sixteen games or fourteen in sixteen games. Yeah. Didn't allow a single sack.
0: Walter, yeah,
1: yeah, which is incredible when you think about you know not having any practice, not having a training camp, and all that stuff, and you come in and you don't allow a sack for the whole season. But here's here's the thing that you wonder about. Now, again, he cannot come back until the Saturday, the eve of the game, but. What if he faces some complications, you know, with the COVID? Right. I mean, what, what if he's symptomatic? What if he's not feeling right? And what if it takes it more than a day or two? Because, again, I mean, by rule, he's not allowed to be there for 10 days. And that means that the 11th day, which is that Saturday, he then can come back and try to play. Uh, but if there's a, a one or one more day complication, then he's out for the game which would be huge because now what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, you've got a, you know, I guess you can almost call him a rookie quarterback and Jordan Love was in his second year, but this will be his first start. He goes against Kansas city, which, you know, it's amazing to see what the odds makers do because, uh, you know, it's like uh, they made, uh, I think it was an even game going into it, uh, you know, with, rogers now it's like a favorite for the chiefs seven to eight and a half points
0: wow well we were talking about that john with uh with going into the seahawk game Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. russ is playing that obviously is going to affect it and then if aaron somehow does not make it i mean that might be something like if you're saying that's seven points i mean that could be like 10 to 14 maybe
1: i don't know yeah it's uh it's huge so yeah because Uh, But then we just have to kind of keep monitoring it. And, of course, we won't be able to see anything. And in the meantime, the league's now checking into this because they're looking at uh, the idea that he said he was immunized. Right. And of course, the immunization was basically saying, "Oh no, I'm fine. It's like I, I got a lot of extra boosters and antibodies that they they were able to put in my system that should allow me to be able to do whatever I need to do and not have to worry about it." Because he said, "I think he had COVID sometime in the off season," and so he said the extra antibodies will protect me. But again, he never got vaccinated, which again. I'm just amazed that in this league, and again, I don't know what happened to some of the rules because, you know, remember how it's supposed to be at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of uh, this regular season is that if you're, if you're not vaccinated, one, you can't fly with the team. Mm-hmm. Two, you have to wear a mask all, and you can't eat with your teammates. Right. Well, I don't, did they drop that or what happened?
2: Well, I, I, we were talking about this too, John. I think if the league is going to come down with any punishment, it'll be fining the Packers. The yeah. not, league's not in the business of, of keeping Aaron Rodgers out of games. I mean, no. they, they want those guys to play.
1: Yeah. And again, it's like, uh, there's, uh, you know, he's allowed to be non-vaccinated by the league standard because, you know, it's like, OK, it's the player's choice. And that's an agreement that they have with the players association the league has. And so it's like, uh, you know, they can't do anything. But now, you know, how long did the team know this and uh, what did they do about it? Because when they put the immunization out there, it made it look like, oh, everything with Aaron's okay. But he wasn't vaccinated. Now, again, maybe the fact that they had over like 95% of the team that had been vaccinated, you know, waived the mask rule, waived the flight rule, waived all that stuff. But he was not vaccinated. And now he could really pay a price for this. But again, not a financial price, but a price on the field that could cost the Packers some games.
0: Yeah, uh, somebody 509 says, yeah, there should be an additional rule that you can't host Jeopardy if you aren't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He was yeah.
2: great at that, though. <laughs> I thought he was pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. Uh, the the recent one, uh, B- Bialik, what's her name? I don't know if Pat Ma- likes her. Ma- yeah,
2: right. I know you're talking about uh, Mayim the-
0: Bialik. Yeah, Mayim Bialik. I like her. Mm-hmm. Does, yeah. does Pat like her, John?
1: Uh, I think she's, it's,
0: she's okay on it. Yeah.
1: Not, not- I mean, yeah,
2: she's,
0: she's she just is, okay. She's she's growing on her. Uh, I, I like her. I th- I think she
1: does a good job. Anyway, yeah, by the way, what you like her commercial with the coffee cup? The coffee cup. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Well, because uh, you know she she basically uh, is trying to sell a medical product, and she walks on, onto the set with a uh you know with a coffee cup, and of course you know mentions it, of course uh, it's like but you know I am a neuroscientist. Oh. which she is yeah that's right, right. she went but to she red played
2: red one on the big bang theory I think was yeah it was the was the, oh, okay. was the line I, I only play one on TV I actually am one yeah,
0: yeah. she is one yeah wow well, the 360 10 to 14 points because of the Seahawks you're a joke wow gotten personal here wow how about that's a joke why me yeah you don't think that that could uh why man yeah, why man why exactly? why man uh professor. I think
2: you're right though I mean I think if, 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 if Rodgers doesn't play and Russell Wilson plays. Yeah, it goes from the Packers being probably a, a five or six point mm-hmm. favorite to, to at best an even game or the Seahawks by three.
0: Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, so that'd be eight to ten. So yeah, that's in that. You're a joke. Three six zero. Okay, how's that feel? There you go. I'm kidding. Um, a, uh, as far as uh, the steel or the uh, the Packers, how much will these fines be? Because John, we were talking about you were you were out at camp and mm-hmm. saw how Matt Thomas actually was the guy their salary cap guy who was very meticulous about everything like we could we had to have the side on our tent because it was right next to where the weight room was. They had tape everywhere. I mean, they were very meticulous about that. But, you know, you see that, like, it, sometimes, like, I heard this the other day that when they were here for Monday Night Football that uh, I guess Troy Aikman was just walking around every, everywhere without a mask. He walked mm-hmm. down on the field, you know, just did. And, you know, it seems like you've seen Aaron Rodgers doing that. What kind of fines do you think that uh, that they will get as far as
1: uh, Green Bay goes Hard to tell on the uh, the Green Bay fine if they would fine him. You know, if there is going to be a fine against Aaron Rodgers, which I doubt, it would be like $14,603. That's all it's going to be. So why fine yeah. him? Because, again, it's, it's a waste of time and a waste of money, uh, even for Aaron, who's making a lot of money. But, again, what you're looking at is that uh, you know I, I think that uh, you know, it would probably be $100,000. Know, because, again, it would have to involve the coach or the general manager and more, more than likely just the team itself. So, OBJ, does he have a future? Uh, Does he have a future? Of course he has a future. It's just not going to be within... I don't know where. I mean, because uh, you can see that... You know, they're trying to trade him, but there was nobody was going to pick him up in a trade just because, you know, nobody had the cap room to be able to do it. And they apparently did not want to pay like, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos did nine million of the nine point seven million dollar salary. And so it's like uh, he's just basically going to step away from the team right now, not be there. I mean, not do anything the rest of the season. And at the moment. You know, they still have to pay him the guarantees in his contract. And and, and then after the season, you know, there's no more guarantees in 222 and 223. And so you can see they'll move him then. But he has a future because he's a great talent. The problem is he's just a pain. And apparently, the the pain got to the point where he got sick of it. They got sick of him. You know, he has no chemistry right now with Baker Mayfield. And so, you put all that together, it's bye bye time for Odell Beckham Jr., which you know really does hurt the Cleveland Browns. Mm.
0: Hey, John, uh, two five three asks, mm-hmm. how do do the Rams have space for Stafford, Ramsey, that entire D line? Now you got what three superstars? Yeah. on the D line there. Uh, they do a
1: pretty good job down there. Yeah, but of course, I mean, you know, they only have. Well, it's it's interesting as far as draft choices. If you know, They get a third round pick for losing a front office exec, exec to Detroit. That's a compensatory pick. But they've traded away, you know, their first uh, four rounds of picks. So they don't have anything in round one, round two, round three, one, round four. I think they have, you know, a pick in round five. Maybe one in round six and two in round seven, but again, you can fit it under the cap when Denver pays nine million of the nine point seven million dollar contract, and all you have to pay is seven hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars.
2: So obviously, this is a big move for the Rams. Oh and yeah, I imagine you like it.
1: I like it, and now again, you know, would they? Be, you know, they, I know that uh, Les Snead talked about, hey, we want to try to do something to re-sign him, but you know, if he's going to ask for. $10, $15 million bucks. They're not going to be able to re-sign him because, again, they've got a, they have Stafford. They've got Aaron Donald. I mean, they've got uh, you know Leonard Floyd. I mean, there, there's no room to do something. I don't care how much the cap goes up, but uh, you know, it's a it's a star power system right now with the Rams.
0: Hey John, uh, the five oh nine asked, and and I, I would ask this question yeah. too: Do you think that the Saints can keep winning? Because you know they. they I think Sean Payton is a really good coach, and, right? You know, it's kind of like uh, McVay. I mean, he just he has the magic touch, and you know, they're a team also that are kind of in the in the mix with uh, with the Seahawks that they're going to be chasing as far as a, a wild card spot goes. Mm-hmm. But with Jameis Winston
1: down, what, is it is it too much? Finally, you think? Well, I mean, really, I, I mean, I think that uh, it's not going to. You know, knock them out of the playoffs, but again, it, 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 I think it's going to make it pretty close because they're sitting there with a five and two record. They got Trevor Simeon and Tayson Hill. That's why I think that you know Philip Rivers' offer to consider coming there, they've got to really consider because you know he and I don't I I don't know when the football season ends for uh, you know his uh, football coaching, but again, you know they they need to do something because again, they're not going to be the same offense with Trevor Simeon uh, there. And uh, as the quarterback, Tayson Hill, I don't even think is a a real quarterback, period. And so there's going to be a drop-off. Aside from the fact, you know, they have the worst receiving uh, core in football, and now they find out that Mike Thomas is going to sit out the rest of the season with his ankle injury. So, uh, you know, and, and really when you think about this, and we'll see what happens with Kyler Murray, you know, because Kyler Murray's still... Uh, you know he's questionable right now with that ankle injury. I mean, you could there's there's six winning teams in the AFC, six, and three of them have quarterback problems. Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, but one team that doesn't have a quarterback problem is is, is the Jets. The J E T S Jets Jets Jets, <laughs> Jets have finally got themselves a phenom at least for one game. What's for one the chances game. Mike White can't be can't pull off a Kurt Warner here.
1: I doubt it. We'll, we'll see. But it's like he had one really good game against Cincinnati, and you would venture to say that Cincinnati probably played down to the Jets. We'll see if he can continue it because, you know, we know that at least for the next couple of weeks, Zach Wilson's not going to be there. But, again, it's still a bad Jet team. I mean, they uh, they just don't have a lot. But, uh, you know, we'll see if, that, if he can do, pull the same thing off because, again, it was an incredible performance by him. It really was. Over, over 400 yards? Yeah, incredible, and
0: and yeah, earlier we were like, okay, name the backup for the New York Jets, and nobody could. But well, because uh,
1: remember they traded Joe Flacco. Yeah, I'm I sorry. mean they traded. him I mean they they moved him, and so it's like, whoa, what? happened? I mean, no, actually they picked him up. So it's like they can still go to Joe Flacco because they picked him up. But overall, it's like that's amazing that Mike White was able to do what he was able to do. Well, I saw the Jets defense got, had a, a goal line stand
0: where they, mm-hmm. they stopped him four, four plays in a row. I thought Robert Sala was going to go running out on the field. Remember, he was the guy when he was the D coordinator for the, the Niners. They had to have coaches to hold
2: him back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, get so he gets wild. excitable. He was, yeah, the Jets have just had such bad luck for, for so long. It, mm-hmm. it just—it was just nice to see something good happen for them in my book. It really yeah.
0: was. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at New Orleans. The rest of their schedule now—they are in the NFC South, so they get to play Atlanta mm-hmm. twice. Um, they got Carolina one more time, but they do well, and the Jets are in there. Right. We'll see where the Jets are, but they—they they play Tampa again, and then you know they got to play Tennessee, uh-huh. uh, Buffalo, Dallas. So. Yeah, I guess that's that's probably that team more than probably any, you think? Maybe uh, maybe the Vikings that Seahawks fans should keep their eye on
1: and hope they lose? Yeah, because, again, I mean, uh, we watched uh, two years ago when Daniil Hunter got hurt that uh, they just fell apart on defense, and now he's out for the season with a torn peck. And, uh, you know, remember when he got hurt because he got hurt early in the season, and they had just traded for unique Ndokwe because they wanted the one-two punch at end. And so they got so frustrated, they ended up trading uh, Ndokwe over to the Baltimore Ravens, and they lost their pass rush. I mean, right now, but their best pass rusher is Everson Griffin, and I think, what, he's 50 years old? (laughs) John, I don't think he's that old. Oh, okay. he's not getting the AARP. No, uh, no, 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 no,
2: not yet. A hey, last right. one for me, John. Uh, besides Von Miller, who did the best uh, on the deadline deals?
1: Hmm. I mean, I think that Denver did a good job. I mean, again, they sacrificed maybe this season, but then this season may have been a sacrifice anyways because they lost their entire linebacking core. But now they came out of it with a, a a two, three, and a six, and so now they're sitting there with ten draft jo- or, uh yeah, ten draft choices, including two twos, two threes, uh, two I think two fives. I mean, they're they're sitting in pretty good shape to rebuild. But the only thing is, they've got 21 free agents after the season and about. Seven or eight of those are starters.
0: All right, John, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow and get you warmed up for your Friday appearance with the Grouse. Sounds good. All right, thanks, John. Thanks, John. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Coming up, we're bringing hate back to college football. I'm all for it. (laughs) UW versus Oregon, it gets quite interesting. We'll break it down. That's next on Wyman and Bob with Dave Grosby, 710 ESPN Seattle.